Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice and today we will be talking about the Victorian government's decision to abolish the crime of public drunkenness. I'm recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people and I pay my respects to their elders past and present. Please understand that if there are cultural reasons that you should not be hearing the name of a deceased Aboriginal woman, I will be using that name during this podcast. People who've been listening to this podcast for a while might remember my Reconciliation Day 2020 podcast. That's season one, episode 29. And during that podcast episode, I spoke at length about the tragic and unnecessary death of Ms. Tanya Day, a woman who was travelling by train, who was perceived by some of the authority figures on the train to be intoxicated. She was removed from the train by police and put into a cell to sober up. While she was in the cell, she hit her head and as a result of her injury, she died. Ms. Day should not have been in custody. And the findings of the coroner in her matter were that unconscious bias played a role in the decision to first identify Ms Day as someone who was a problem on the train, when in fact she was quietly sleeping, and further in relation to the police decision to hold her in custody until, in their view, she sobered up. Further criticisms were made in relation to the adequacy of welfare checks that were made that arguably prevented Ms Day's condition from being discovered sooner and we will never know whether she would have survived if those checks had occurred. But what we do know is that she would not have been in that position at all if not for the perception that public drunkenness is a crime, or should I say the fact that in Victoria at the time, public drunkenness was a crime. If you recall the more recent episode on the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody, which is season two, episode four, you might remember that Those recommendations made in 1991 by the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody included a recommendation that the crime of public drunkenness be abolished. It's now 2021. And the government of Victoria has decided to legislate to decriminalise public drunkenness. ABC News has reported on this and state political reporter Bridget Rollison have written an article entitled Victorian Parliament Decriminalises Public Drunkenness in a Victory for the Family of Tanya Day. So there is a bill that has been put forward and it will be made into law. The purpose is to have public drunkenness treated as a medical issue, not as a crime. And the daughter of Ms Tanya Day, April, has said that 
In her view, police should not be involved in any medical response in cases of public drunkenness in the future. Now, her daughter April also said, to think if this law had been decriminalised when the Royal Commission had first recommended it, our mum could still be here today. She has also said, and this has been borne out through experience and also the findings of the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths in Custody, Anytime police have been involved and have powers, they've used them to target and discriminate against Aboriginal people. What comes with that is the rising number of Aboriginal deaths in custody, so it's crucial they play no part in it. The Police Association of Victoria Secretary Wayne Gatt has expressed concerns in the past that such recommendations of a health-based response are likely to cost tens of millions of dollars to implement. But the Victorian government has previously allocated $15 million to start the new model by promoting therapeutic pathways to help people who are intoxicated in public. The Labor's first state Aboriginal MP, Ms Sheena Watt, who is a Yorta Yorta woman, spoke passionately about Ms Day, according to the ABC authors. They said that she commented, our hearts should hurt that Auntie Tanya was the niece of a man that also died in custody. Ms Watt further commented, the data tells us that the criminalisation of public drunkenness discriminates against vulnerable people, especially Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples, Sudanese and South Sudanese communities, people experiencing homeless and substance abuse and people experiencing mental health issues. SBS News also reported on this issue in an article entitled Victoria decriminalises public drunkenness 30 years after Royal Commission recommendation. And that article was published on the 19th of February 2021. It refers to a lead-in period for this law to be implemented. There will be a two-year transition period away from the criminal law response to public drunkenness and the health-based solution will take effect on the 7th of November, 2022. During that time, the criminal law will apply, but pilots of alternative ways of dealing with public drunkenness will be trialled and the government will be asking the police to cooperate as much as possible with these pilot programs, even though the criminal law will apply. This article also talks about Ms Sheena Watt, Member of Parliament, who spoke to the Parliament about her father, who has a condition called aphasia, which affects his speaking and walking. And they had to give him a special talk to tell him that he was at risk in public and that he needed to make a plan 
in her words, for what to do when he was picked up for public drunkenness. And that's plainly because he has a medical condition that affects the way he presents to other people. Ms Watt said that she herself was given the talk by her family about what to do when picked up for public drunkenness and she had found that every one of her Aboriginal friends had also received the talk. She said, Our reality as young Aboriginal people included a discussion about how to talk to the police, who to call, how to behave, that to be black and drunk in public meant that you could end up in a police cell. And she said that she'd also observed that the law unfairly affected the South Sudanese and Sudanese communities, people dealing with mental illness, substance abuse and homelessness. It's absolutely true that there is a lot of drunkenness in public that goes completely unremarked upon. Not only do police not care about it, nobody seems to care about it or try to intervene in any medical way. In my view, it is not a long bow to draw to consider that unconscious bias or actual racism is playing a role in how we all look around at people in public and interpret their behaviour and interpret the level of risk or offensiveness or whatever that arises from drunkenness in public. It's a really good thing that Victoria has changed this law. I need you to ask yourselves the question though, is this 30 years too late? Thank you very much for listening to today's short episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. If you think this law change has come 30 years too late, I'd like to invite you to have a think about whether there are any other issues that are important to our society, whether they affect you personally or not, and consider whether there is anything that you can do now to try and avoid them becoming issues that we don't solve for another 30 years. Thank you so much again for your time. I hope you found this informative. Look after each other and have an excellent day.